Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You'll hear. You'll I'll hear it. Don't do time. You'll hear. I'll tell you. So many ideas flowing. Oh man, we're we're killing. We're ideas men. Man, we are really brainstorming some stuff right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the winners' lounge. Let's go. Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. How do we do tonight, Eric? The parlay hit. Man, when the parlay, parlay hit, that's, hit, the, that's the one that hit. In doubt. Uh, Jokic points hit. He scored too many in the first quarter. He didn't give enough assists in the first quarter, <laughs> but the parlay hit. Yeah. Well, there you go. You can't win them all, as they say. But the Nuggets get the win, 119-105 over the Charlotte Hornets. And what was a game they were trailed by as many as 15, 16 points? was uh, a game. Early on. Hard to believe. This was a 30-point turnaround, if you believe it. Um, that's what happened. Thomas Bryant made his debut. Christian Brown made his case for best defensive player in all of the world. Let's break it all down. I got the fellas with me. What are you drinking over there? Vote. Givoli gang. That's <laughs> all we needed. Saturday win. Little Rockia. Everything's back to normal. Yeah, folks like, There's hey, no- we're all drinking, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and then over here, <laughs> over here, we got Harrison. Man, I'm drunk off vibes from the bar downstairs, man. What a night at the DNVR bar. Saw, saw some of the homies. Gave a bunch of tours of the studio. Mark Stout of the Rockies was here. Fun night. It was a fun night, man. Vibes were good <laughs> in the bar. Total Saturday night vibes what? out here. Nothing. And then down there on the end, it's D-line. <laughs> Guys, I'm back. You're back? back? Let's go! All it took was a win over the Charlotte Hornets. Everyone is so low for Everyone that was browbeating me for having human emotions, all it took was one win. I'm back. Yeah, there you go. I apologize again for having... Human emotions. I, uh, <laughs> I'll work on that. Try to tone those down over there. Yeah, I'll Kyle. work on that. Yeah. Let's run through the fast break breakdown. 13 to do two start for the Charlotte Hornets. They were dominating Denver early. Some of this was lazy. Like Denver was lazy early on, but some of it was just missing shots. In particular, KCP couldn't hit anything. It was wide open all night long. Couldn't I would trade it. that guy. <laughs> He's just kidding. Um, there was also a bad rhythm. I thought sometimes this happens for Denver, especially when they're missing key pieces. Bad, like, missed shots in good process then leads to bad process. You almost get sped up. You get a little, like, you a sense of urgency that's not actually there. I thought that was the story of the Nuggets in the first mm-hmm. quarter. Um, Jokic did start to get aggressive and started to claw back from what was a 15-point deficit. Thankfully, Jokic went to scoring mode right before he came out, pulled Denver a little bit closer, but it was 34-27 Hornets. Um, MPJ was on the bench. He was the first guy subbed out, and then he didn't sub in until a half possession before Jokic. 
I don't know if that was intentional by Michael Malone or an accident. I think it might have been an accident because <laughs> to me it was too long of a break. Like Denver couldn't score. Yeah. Jeff Green was out there for a long time, I felt like, and they just didn't give him back in. How many minutes do we get for MPJ tonight? That's a good question. 32. 32. I guess that's a normal amount of minutes. Um, and then, yeah, KCP continued to miss. Nuggets as a team, one of 11 from three. Doesn't it's funny matter. analyzing basketball guys because there's a lot of stuff that you're like, that wasn't good tonight, this wasn't good. But sometimes it's they just went one of 11 from three. Yeah. Once they stopped going one of 11 for three, they yeah. dominated. Yeah. There's other things that happened, but that was one major thing. Yoke took over in the second quarter um, and climbed back to within three at the half, 60-57, third quarter. Michael Porter Jr. had arguably his best dunk of the season. Looked yeah. so athletic, That's pulled it. sideways. Dunked it over like that. It was one of the best dunks we've seen from him, and it's encouraging, man. That athleticism continues to trend in the right direction, and the Nuggets just pulled away. They ended the quarter up 94-83, to up 11 points. It felt like it was in control, uh, but the second unit came in, and it was the Ish and DeAndre connection. Three plays in a row, Ish to DeAndre, two for lobs uh, with, with some nice power dunks. They had a nice little thing going tonight. I thought Ish was good. And then Christian Brown playing defense, man. I thought this was one of Christian Brown's better games of the season. He gets four steals, including, I swear this doesn't happen with the Nuggets very often. A player, like, you know how you pressure the ball full court? Ripping the ball. This is the second right. time in the last, like, right. two weeks. He's just ripped the ball handler for a transition dunk. Yep. That just shows you how good he is at, like, shadowing guys. Jokic gets a triple-double. Thomas Bryant makes a de- debut. And the Nuggets get a vibey win. All right, Eric. That's going to be my takeaway. Thomas Bryant's Wow, maybe. that's a that's that's a, that's a reach. <laughs> D-Line, what was your takeaway from tonight's win? My takeaway is that uh, even when times are dark, when the vibes are low, wow. when we lost our way as yes. a franchise, when things seem uncertain and nothing is a promise, the only thing that we can rely on is Nikola Jokic. He is the star in our, in our sky. Five he is the sun Charlotte. in my heart. Yeah. He does what is required. He starts off slow, and then he just comes. He dominates the Charlotte Hornets like you expect but he the thing about Nikola Jokic is that he does what you expect which is not something you can say for every basketball player that you follow like I just you know like the I personally was like oh okay the Nuggets now suck what are we to do like everything is falling apart all of our vibes have been taken from us we had a vibectomy but (laughs) vibectomy vibectomy that's not any better. <laughs> but I, don't li- I don't like it. I'll it's tell you that. all within the power of Nikola Jokic to set things right. Uh, my soul is rested, and I I'm ready. I'm back. I'm glad. I'm glad. Do you know how many people I had reach out to me after the trade deadline and that loss against the Magic that were like, "Make sure he's okay." I'm really concerned about yeah. about me D line, yep. and also just like, <laughs> man, I'm really concerned about the Nuggets. Like, are we are we screwed? And it's like. They the were Nuggets worried about got me. better at the trade deadline Listen, than lost the game in Orlando that it was clear nobody on the team really cared about. Bro, you know what my problem is? I, one of my problems is? <laughs> What's that? I have a face that does not hide emotion. You're not good at hiding emotion. It's impossible Very for you bad. to hide like, emotion. When I, I think it's one of your better qualities, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. But a lot of times I'm walking through life and someone will be like, are you okay? And I'm like, it's my birthday and I just hit the lottery. I, I don't know. what. Like, <laughs> it's a great. I'm having a great day. I, I t- <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> like, they want the gig. You, you've established yourself as the giggler on the I, show. Well, like, the Eric, giggle for us. <laughs> <That's you know? laughs> giggle, clown. Giggle. Giggle. <laughs> Make us happy. You're sad right giggling. now. Look at that. I'm giggling right now. It's, yeah. always, it's always how's the giggle, never how's Eric. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I like that takeaway with Yoke, by the way. I was sweating it out. He went 11 of 22 from the field. Whew. Close. Did not take a shot in the fourth quarter, and I'm telling you, there was a moment. I he comes back in, I'm like, he's gonna blow it. I know. He misses a single shot. The game's over. You know, it's not like he needs to. He knew it. Let me ask this question, Harrison. Then we'll get to your big takeaway. But do you actually? I, I want to ask you this one. Do you think Yoke came in? He knew he needed two assists. He knew he was at 50% shooting. Do you think he was like, all right, I'm not gonna shoot, and I need two assists? I will say, five years ago, I would have said 100% no. I'm not gonna say it's yes. But I'm no longer at 100%. I, I honestly am going to go 50 50. He no. didn't take a shot. He didn't take a shot. I, there were times. Sometimes had, I wonder, Adam. Lately, he had, a, he had a couple passes late where he's like at the rim and he's like, kick yeah. it up for three? Like, he's what like, yeah, I'm at why 50. Not? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Zero percent chance he's aware of it. I would wow. put it at two. I put it at two percent. Zero percent. All right, Harrison, what's your big takeaway? My big takeaway is Christian Brown is. That's a great one. Indispensable. Wow. Like, actually, it's good. He is so important to this team, I feel like, especially on nights like this where you don't have Jamal Murray and you just need a spark. The energy's low. They were sleepwalking through that first half. Yeah. You just need a guy like Christian Brown because he's always going to bring the energy. He's always going to make stuff happen. He had four steals tonight. He has, like, multiple steal games regularly. He's arguably the Nuggets' best defender, I think, and... He's just an important part of this team at this point in the season, I feel he like. He is now for sure. Yeah. No question. Like, you need him, man. You need this guy playing 20-plus minutes every night. He is such a big defensive impact player, and I do think there is there's something to, like, he's a winning player. We know this one at high school level, one at the college level. I honestly think there's something to that. Like, I think there's a, that's a big deal. But there's also the, are you nervous in an NBA game? And he is now 50 games into his NBA season, or yeah. in the NBA career. But I just feel like he's not – I feel like he doesn't play like a rookie anymore. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think that the moment is too big. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. But I'm with you that I just trust him. Yeah. I just trust him to do the job that he's supposed to do, and he does it at a pretty high level. Yeah. What's your big takeaway? You've got two. The first is thank God that was Charlotte tonight. Oh, boy. And you know what? That's sometimes the schedule is forgiving. You can play an F first half when you're at Charlotte. Uh, second, not a hot take, Flacco, Jokic player. Hey, Jokic yeah, ball guy. I mean, it's, but more particularly the cutting. And in the last few games, Flacco's actually struggled in the last couple of weeks, but one thing he has done well is he moves very well off ball. And he's kind of figured out, a la Gary, in the very beginning, like, okay, I'm not super high on the scouting report and they're forgetting about me. And if I just cut, Jokic is going to give me the ball. Or at least someone will slide over. And, and Vlacko's a really good playmaker, man, as far as like a tertiary connecting kind of playmaker. Like when he has a numbers advantage, I feel good about it. So I just love the way he's moving off ball. And it's something he's done for both units now that when it gets stagnant out there, he's like, all right, I'll just move, man. I'll make something happen. There was that one Hail Mary from Jokic tonight to yeah, Vlacko yeah, yeah. that looked like it was going five rows into the stands. And Vlacko just like jumps up and catches it at the perfect moment. Sometimes those, he's an those incredible have a nice, they, they got a great synergy. Yeah, that they really a, do. Yeah. It's not a Hail Mary. That was just a deep pass. Yeah. I mean, it looked like a Hail Mary, though, in that it went so high. Sometimes Yoke, like, walks it over. He threw it to a 6'10 guy. 
I'm just saying. He threw arms. it to a spot. <laughs> yeah, dude, it like go right in the breadbasket. Like, it turns out it was a perfect pass. It, it, it was, I mean, yeah. It was 1,000% intentional. What I'm saying, though, is it did go so high. Like, yeah. it felt like it was going to hit the, the Jumbotron or something and then dropped right, <laughs> right. into his... Uh, right into his uh, yeah. into his claws, into his mitts. Those two just read each other so well. And um, right. me and D-Line were saying a couple games ago how the Nuggets just need a minimum of like two yeah, or dude. three Balkans on the team it's uh, at Harrison, all times. That's because Harris and I read each other well. <laughs> yeah. Balkans, man. I, I mean, of course. The, we've already captured the Serbian audience, though. Do you not feel like we should need to go somewhere else to capture a new audience? <laughs> no, I just mean like... No, we, we want the Slovenian audience. We just audience. need it on the court. You don't yeah. think the Slovenians are watching? Slovenians, are you in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> Reveal yourself. Silent, Where should we go next? We just summer? need a Fubu to send us to Slovenia this summer. <laughs> my my uh, yeah. my uh, my big takeaway here. I mean, I think I would have gone. You guys brought up some really good ones. Christian Brown probably would have been mine, but I'm going to go another direction and say, you know, perusing the timeline, the yet the other day and today, it just felt like I, I could see um, the fan base a little bit nervous about the Nuggets on the road. You know, and the road record's not great relative to their home it's record. Not. Although I don't think it's that off base to even on the good teams. Like they're it's, a little bit below, but yeah, not that much. Not I mean, Detroit, Golden State. But either way, like you lose to Orlando, they have some of these dud losses on the road, and I think people are thinking, are they not a good road team? I don't know if it's that or not. I would say we don't have enough information to, for that. What I will say is that it is very clear to me that we are in the dog days, and oh, I think the yeah. Nuggets have a at Miami and then Dallas. Is that the is it? And then it's a break. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say I think these next two games are going to be ugly. <laughs> the <Yeah>. dog days. <laughs> Probably good I, lo- I love the dog days of a sporting event where it's like, all right, guys, I'm sorry. I hate to tell, I hate to do this to you. You have to go out and play a game that you love and make millions of dollars. And they're like, oh, it's the dog but days. It's the dog <laughs> I don't want it. It's the dog days. What about the dog days? Yeah. It's the dog days. You know what the dog relative days? Relative to everything. You know this. Like, their lives are also pretty good all the time. And then it's a little bit like, hey, I no, would I like listen. a break. My body hurts. I mean, Jamal it's Murray's a, been out. I know. Aaron Gordon's been out. It's yeah. true. But it's, guys another, it's another reason why, like, a guy like Christian Brown is just somebody who you need right now. Totally. Because right? he doesn't. Totally. He's not. He's not far enough into his NBA yeah, career to, like, to know about uh, how you're supposed to act during the dog days. So true, man. There's Every no, game for him is like the first game of the season. <laughs> all still. I know is that there's no the dog days in the NFL. There's only the dog days in the NBA and uh, in Major League Baseball. Are there the dog days in the NHL? No. Really? There's got to be. No, I'm telling you. Any, it, it turns out any game where you could literally lose your life while playing it, there's no dog days. Okay. The NHL and the NFL. Oh, yeah, I mean, these guys play two minute shifts at a time. Let's <laughs> I, I, didn't, down. I didn't realize we were going here with yeah. Eric. Like, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> Listen, no, also, I'm just saying, pull your pants up. <laughs> yeah, pull your pants up. <laughs> yeah. Put the big boy pants on. <laughs> what are you doing here? Um, get her hair. <laughs> we're literally sitting on a couch. Play <laughs> <laughs> <Bloody> harder. <laughs> Uh, but I do. I just think it's the dog days, and there's two it games is. left, and it's Miami, you know, which is always a tough one. I wonder if the team is going to Miami tonight. It's early enough. I kind of imagine they'll fly to Miami tonight. Saturday night, Miami. That's what I'm saying. So, like, the team maybe gets a little night out. We know Yoke Yoke is going to that same yeah, club. I'm telling you, he likes Miami. This oh. is his name's on the list already. He likes Miami. So maybe, wants to make love in that club. Maybe a little bit of a chance to, you know, relax a little bit. And then you have a big game, I think, against Dallas. And I don't know that Jamal Murray will play in this game. I don't know about Aaron Gordon. We'll see. Some of this feels like they have lingering injuries. I've got to think Jamal Murray's out through the All-Star break. I've got to think so. 
The, I, I think that would be smart. I mean, if you th if you think about there's two games left, and then after that you get a whole week. So you have a chance to take two more weeks off. It'd almost be three weeks off in the middle of the season. That's really, really beneficial as long as you don't fall out of shape, as long as you're doing all the you know, training yep. and, and, and type of stuff that you need to stay in great shape. It could be a really nice mid-season rest for those two guys in particular because you hope that there's four months ahead, four months of basketball ahead of you after that, yep. and I think that might be there. The one thing I'll say, though, is the Miami game is whatever. It's a test against a good team, and I just always like seeing Denver tested yeah. because you don't get to see it that often before the playoffs. But after that, you get Dallas, and that's the one where – that one's tough. It's a home game against Dallas, the new-look Dallas team that you might face in the playoffs, and I wouldn't mind seeing how you stack up there. I wouldn't mind either. I feel like there's been so few real games, like for lack of a better word, yeah. where Nuggets are at full strength. Imagine I know. They're man. playing a playoff opponent, a contender that's right. also at full strength. Like That's why that Philly game felt so yep. real yep. because everybody was playing. It was an intense environment. There was so many teams have come in here whether it's been like the Warriors or the Cavs without Donovan Mitchell or However, the Grizzlies and they've just been missing key guys it hasn't felt real the Nuggets did beat the full strength Boston Celtics that came no together. and that was another one that felt yeah. real that's they why had, it felt so good a, too. Yeah. in yeah. January they had a stretch of games where you're like this is nice they're getting tested and yeah. they're looking their best ever they they didn't just look good they rose to the best they had played in some of those games so you like that and even I know this one's weird, but they did the same thing against Philly until the final 15 minutes. Like, yeah. again, being they up did. 15 with two minutes they to did. go, they were looking like, hey, there it is. That was a big test, taking a big hit and dominating. So I think Denver has. You just want to continue to see it, man. Like, you were greedy. You want to keep seeing it. For you sure. want to watch enjoyable basketball. So sue us. But I also think, you know, Denver's one of three it's teams that days, have bro. taken <laughs> this regular season more seriously than the rest of the league by leaps and bounds. You, you think? Know? I think so. I, I mean, I would agree. I with mean, you. maybe as an organization, I don't know. Who, who but like, is? I do think, I the think, I think their record. It's not just talent. Like, I think they have a coach who cares very much about. Oh, I think a coach that cares good very process. much. I know, like maybe on the road, not so much. But I actually think Denver's had a little more focus on their process and playing the right way than some of the other teams. So, for that reason and the Jamal and stuff, like I think they need the break. You yeah. know, I think they've done their job to get themselves here, and they they could use a rest. I got two uh, things to ask you guys: Are you concerned? First one I'm going to start with. Are you concerned with how Bruce has looked as a point guard option over the last handful of games? Um, Yeah. Yeah, concerned enough to where I feel like they need somebody else to be brought in. <laughs> they have to get somebody else. Like, Bruce Brown is not a point guard. Bruce Brown is a serviceable uh, guy that can step in and play point if needed. But that can't be your first plan they like they they can't be like well we're fine we got jamal and bruce like that, that's not going to cut it and ish tonight looked good um but you know as has been noted it's you can't count on him for reliable contributions from the point guard uh position i feel like ish smith you flip a coin yeah you're like is he gonna be really awesome we'll tonight or him, really terrible we'll call and him, you can't we'll call have him that wish smith. like you wish. can't you can't have that volatility on yeah, if you're real team we can't wish can't. we can't wish it's going to be an ish night yeah. we can't wish oh how i wish it'll be an ish night no and tonight was though for the record it was an ish night by the way oh. that's just what a third string point guard is you know yeah, what i mean totally. like he's a he's a third string and he's a good one so you'll get nights where he can do it but you want yeah. other options yeah so i i agree with you guys that i am concerned we're going to talk about the buyout market here coming up in, in segment oh, two but i would look at that and say that 
I'm uncomfortable with Denver's point guard situation right yeah, now yeah, with the yeah, absence of A little too much of a silly goose for my taste. <laughs> there was, there was a lot of little goose. too loose. Um, a little too, little uh, too, too loose silly, a little too goosey. The other one, this one feels a little bit more hot takey, but KCP feels like he's in a little bit of a shooting slump yeah. here. A little mini one. Oh, I, it's, yeah. it's like weird to call it a shooting slump. Are we concerned at all about this rut he's in? Uh, no, I think that's like law of average. He's been too good. He's been so good, and good I point. would think he's probably going to settle somewhere we're very pleasant with. Um, but I w I've kind of been holding my breath for the other foot to drop. Like, he's hit everything. So, you know, he he gets a pass, I think, if it comes back around, and, and I expect it to. He's only made three threes in his last five games now. So he's been, I mean, he's been pretty cold, you know. Yeah. But again, yeah. I, but, but again, dog days. Like KCP is a vet. It's the dog days. No, KCP's thirty years. What do you years, want from me? He's thirty years old. Yeah, dude. Definitely, no. like he might trying to get through the dog days here. <laughs> he might be invited to the three point competition. He might not. He might have a vacation that is like right around the corner. I'm telling you, man. NBA guys, they do have a rhythm where like the All Star break, you go on vacation. You I, go to Miami. You stay at that hotel where everybody <laughs> stays. <laughs> the Grand Destino. <laughs> Hopefully not the one? Yacht Club. Yeah, oh, Jesus. He's <laughs> uh, got the shut. I shakes. <laughs> and on top of that, I don't. I don't think the average person appreciates the physicality in the NBA. Like yeah. these guys are pretty worn down, and that's why a week or two off is like very enticing. It's like I can't wait to feel good again, for my legs to stop hurting and my ankle to stop swelling and all those things. So. Sure. Uh, but I would say I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned at all about KCP. Shooters go. Shooters. Very few shooters are consistent every single game. There's highs. There's lows. There's whatever. Um, and then lastly, before we take our first break, Michael Porter tonight. I feel like he redeemed himself late because I thought this was an atrocious Michael Porter game until the very end of the third quarter, where he was in the first half getting dominated by Gordon Hayward. I mean, Gordon Hayward had a nice game, a nice first half. Did not see Michael Porter, was not concerned about Michael Porter's defense, was really taking it to him. And then on the other end, Michael Porter had zero points going into the half. Yeah. He came alive in the second half. But I would say I would just mark it up to this is two bad Porter games in a row. Or I should say six bad quarter Porters. Quarter, <laughs> porter quarters. <laughs> then he came out of it. But a Porter quarter is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Hold on a second. You know, he has talked about the way he navigates pick and roll defense with his length, particularly with guys like Gordon, who like that mid-range pull-up. Right. And in the past, he's had success with, in the past, like, he's either willing to or, or just does die on that screen a little bit, but he knows he can make up the ground with his contest and make that mid-ranger tough. That has worked mostly this year. That did not work against Gordon Hayward tonight. Like, Gordon was, Gordon, like you said, didn't see him, uh, or it resulted in a foul over the back. Like, it was an approach thing that has worked for Porter that just was not working working well tonight. Do you guys want to see the biggest hot take I've ever seen in the chat? Let's oh, go. Will you pull up Mess Maze? It's at the very bottom. It was the very last one. He says, Bones will be traded in his career more times than Ish. You realize Ish has been, like, traded? Only, like, four players have ever been traded more than Ish. That will, that will, wow. <laughs> like, the thing is, is if you get traded, like, five times, usually it means you're out of the league. Ish is a rare example of like a veteran that everybody loves. I mean, like, to have the career Ish has had, it's extremely to be rare. traded that many times and to only be five foot five. <laughs> yeah. I know. You gotta be careful. You gotta be the best yeah. locker room dude of yeah. all time. Well, you also need to be able to play. He, he, right. He, he, he play. can play he for can sure. Play. Yeah. 
So I would, I would, I would take the odds against Bones uh, Island being traded fourteen times yeah. in his career. Like, when, have you ever seen Ish hanging out like late in the arena after a game or anything like that? He, that guy, especially when the Wizards are in town, he's like one of the most loved guys in the yeah. world. Oh, oh, for sure. Mister NBA, Mister Basketball, yeah, yeah. Mister Basketball. Make him so the logo. Dumb. So many inside jokes. All right, let's take our first break. Uh, on the other side, though, we are going to talk about some buyout candidates who I. Think has maybe some inside traction. Who I think about, who I think would fit some of those different options. We'll talk about all of those. But while Harrison reads us these ads in his beautiful voice, everybody hit that like button for us. Yeah, dude. Here's an ad. Hit the like button. <laughs> there you go. It's free. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Um, they are giving away the ultimate game day experience. Oh, yeah. This is one of the coolest giveaways that any of our sponsors have ever done. Um, what you need to, to do is to register. You go to thednvr.com slash Sweeps, B-R-E-C-K-S-W-E-E-P-S, thednvr.com slash Sweeps. To enter, you got to be 21 plus. Link is in the description as well. But they're giving away this Nuggets experience where you get two tickets in the Lexus Club, free food, free drinks. You get parking. You get DNVR gear. And uh, it's against the New Orleans Pelicans on March 30th. This is the best giveaway ever, and it takes like 10 seconds to sign up. Yes. So go to that Court link. Courtside is awesome. The parking and pass, it's, too. Who is it? The Pelicans? Pelicans. Good man. game. Yeah, Pelicans. Well, and you get, to go you get to see Zion up close, man. I've oh, never man. seen him up close. And you get to go into Club Lexus, which I've literally never been near. Me, too. I tried to get in once. They didn't let me yeah, in. I saw, I saw one time uh, they you, you have... Candy that's just a dispenser. You can take as much as you want. Free candy. As much as candy as you want. Free candy. <laughs> what is this, Willy Wonka? Yeah, so guys, register for that. Two tickets, Lexus Club, the Pelicans on the 30th. Parking pass as well. Uh, register for that. The link is in the description. Um, also, shout out to the American Raptors. Guys, the American Raptors, they play at Infinity Park. They've joined a new league, the Columbia Rugby Federation. Uh, stay up to date with all the news around the American Raptors and their move to the brand new Super the Rugby CRF, Americas. Dude. The Colombian Rugby? Columbia Rugby Federation. All yep. Right. It's a new league. They're playing against South American teams, bro. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man, that's incredible. They're the only North American team in the competition. There you go. Uh, six home matches, six road matches, free tickets. Follow along at DNVR Rugby on Twitter, DNVR underscore rugby. Uh, follow along there. I got a couple things for you guys to visualize here. Uh, Kale, if you go ahead and pull up, there is. We've asked for it. We've clamored for it. There is finally a uh, mural of Nikola yes. Jokic Let's and Rhino go. thanks to the artist Detour. Do you guys see this? I'm seeing it now. Do you guys want the bad news? It's a condemned building, and it's coming down soon. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, but they well, just let this guy put some murals up, and this guy, let I followed him, him, followed him from the DNVR Nuggets account today because anyone who's doing... The work we've been clamoring. Yeah, oh, man. Detour. D Detour's done a lot of Nuggets stuff over the years. Um, yeah, he's he, like done a lot of murals at the arena too. Yeah, well, he he did uh, paintings on canvases that were handed out and were also used yeah. as uh, billboards all over town. This is a this is Denver, one of Denver's proudest, or one of the artists and muralists that Denver's most proud of. He does work all over town. This is uh, yeah, he's this he's is, legit. This, I mean, that's a really good Jokic. It's, it's amazing. You know, he's he's, a, he's a fantastic muralist. How do you think Yoke looks there? Hey, keep it up there. I want to continue to look at it. It's a little regal. It's a little mysterious. 
I mean, I would say this is, uh, you know, it's like he's looking up at the prize, looking up at that Larry OB. Yeah, oh, that's definitely He's looking he's up looking at the at. third. Uh, or Michael he's Jordan. looking up at, like, man, I want that horse He's looking over up at there. his stats. He's, he's like, like, oh, oh my I'm God. 50% from the field right now. <laughs> I got to not shoot again and just get assists. Yeah. Uh, also, as Jokic checked out the game tonight, he was greeted by a teammate. Oh, I love in this. In a very traditional Serbian way, Kel. No can way. We, uh, can we please uh, roll the tape? It was a good game. How do we greet? Oh, kiss on each <laughs> DeAndre, unbelievable. Look at this. We have... Uh, who is the most Serbian player on the Nuggets roster? Besides, Jokic. Besides, Probably Jokic. Besides Jokic. Vlatko. Probably Vlatko. <laughs> you got Vlatko. At least speaks Serbian. <laughs> you know, maybe it's Vlatko. Aaron Gordon, who gives the uh, three-finger salute. Yes. It might be Aaron Gordon. And then you got DeAndre Jordan, who has the traditional uh, kiss. <laughs> yes. Dude, Jokic, what an upset if... Aaron Gordon won Mr. Serbia on the team. Jokic, <laughs> Jokic would be in shambles. Over Jokic. <laughs> yeah. Are there any other candidates? Um, No. Who do you think will be the next Nugget to go to Serbia? We have Gary Harris and Aaron Gordon. Nikola so Jokic. <laughs> God damn it. Blacko and Wait, Jokic. Wait, no. Did Aaron Gordon go to Serbia? No, you're right. He did not. He did not you're go not, to Serbia. You're right. Not. Where was it he was in? He was in Egypt. No, no he, what, was he? I think he was in Prague, right? Not he was in Prague. He was in Prague. <laughs> Egypt, bro. I've been. I've, I That's literally the wrong continent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's also he was in Prague. Like, he was what? in Egypt for Eurobasket. I think the next nugget to go to Serbia will be uh, uh, Gary Harris. Uh, not counting Vlatko. Because he probably Jamal. goes every summer. It will be Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Jamal, Jamal Murray's yes. a good bet. He's a good bet. He hasn't been yet. I, it will be Jamal Murray. I'm telling DeAndre you. DeAndre Jordan? Maybe. Uh, and I could see DeAndre Jordan. Uh, the, the question is, is, is he a nugget at that point? So it would have to be before free agency this <laughs> yeah. summer. Yeah. You know what? I think you're right. I'm looking at the list. I don't think anybody's going. It's Jamal. I would say Jamal. Jamal. I would I say Jamal. I think it's Jamal. It would probably think be Jamal's like Zeke Najee. We'll never hear about yeah, it. Dude, no, Jokic it just doesn't even like <laughs> say what up to him, though. Yeah. Zeke can't find him. Sorry, I'm busy that Oh, yeah. Zeke, yeah, Zeke just goes over there to it's get like, I was at shoots, the right? Dreamcatcher stable. Jokic's like, oh, yeah, I was out of town. Shoots us a DM. What did you guys do when you were out? All right, guys. Getting it back on track here. Um... So we all think that we would feel more comfortable with a point guard. We've talked a little bit about some of the buyout candidates, but I mean, I honestly think you're looking for that bench unit is going to change so much. Part of what was not cool about tonight is we didn't get to see Thomas Bryant. Right. Yeah. We, we did. Well, thank you, Eric. We saw him at the very <laughs> end, but we didn't see how he is going to impact that unit. And I'd be curious to hear if Michael Malone always planned to not play him mm. or if he, <laughs> the Nuggets were down 12 and he's like, you know what? I'm not going to put him in this spot. Who knows? But I do think that that bench unit is in for a major identity shift. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Denver's going to have to decide pretty quickly, maybe as soon as today or tomorrow, if you brought in, say, a Reggie Jackson, a Patrick Beverly, a Russell Westbrook, somebody of that caliber of player, even even those guys, it would change the identity completely. Yep, good. But I'm not, that's what I was going to say, but I'm not sure that's a bad thing. Dude, the bench no. is terrible. Like the bench is the Achilles <laughs> heel of the Denver Nuggets. Like the bench is where the Nuggets leads go to die. Like the starting unit for the Denver Nuggets is one of the best the NBA has ever rolled out. And the only reason they ever get into problems is because like Jokic is plus twenty two, the bench collectively minus twenty. It's like there's nothing that there's nothing to hold on to here. Like they don't have anything that they can look to that they established early in the season. Early in the season, they weren't playing Christian Brown. Christian Brown now 
firmly ensconced in that second unit. Um, they just don't have anyone to run that thing. Right now, it's just a bunch of non-creators not creating with each other. They're all like dependent. Play- it's like a, a bunch of wide receivers with no quarterback. Like they, Thomas Bryant is going to be a player that needs to have the ball given to him in his area, and then he'll be able to uh, as we've seen with his career to this point, like he finishes at the same rate that Jokic does in the 70s. He's leading the NBA in efficiency. Like, but guys like that need the ball given to them in the right place. He needs a lot of his uh, a lot of his points come off of dunks, and he also has a good touch. But Christian Brown, like none of these guys are good off the bounce. None of them. Um, and so they, you just need to have like like they what they what the free or the front office has done so far is they address their backup five need that we were clamoring and yelling about the entire time, which actually like I was actually off that because I've been really impressed with what Zeke Naji has been able to do when he was actually get, given time. Like that's the one thing that I'm like a little bit nervous about is like, are we going to actually hurt the um, progress of Zeke Naji that we were seeing with the addition of Thomas Bryant? But the one thing I'm positive of is that bench unit has to have a makeover with scoring in mind and defense. And before before this, we were getting one or the other, but usually none. I will, I'll say, you know, Zeke is obviously unavailable, and there haven't really been many updates on him. I wouldn't be surprised if he was out for a little bit, and that might have been some of the calculus here. If it's like, you oh, might have no. been more worried for that if you felt Zeke was, was really on the horizon right. or this or that. Maybe not, but you never know. Yeah. Uh, um, Thomas, by the way, I had some, talking to some people, you know, over the weekend, just trying to, to get a, a sense of it. I heard a very interesting comp for Thomas Bryant. Most Spates, do you remember him much from the early of Warriors course, dynasty? Yeah. Do you the remember thing, anything about him besides that bump on his head? I knew you were <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> you knew that was going to be a D-line. No, but the thing about it is, is that most Spates was like a natural born bucket getter, but it wasn't always gorgeous. Like he sure. wasn't like these beautiful little, but he just kept hitting like he would almost throw darts at the rim and they just always go in. Thomas Bryant has a little bit of that at game, to his game where it doesn't always look... Uh, Yoke is this way too, a little bit, where like it doesn't always look gorgeous, but it just he has the way of always finding the rim on some of those. I don't know if that... Most Spates was like a guy, I don't think they ran a ton of plays for him, you know, but I don't remember it. There was just a little bit of pop, pick, short roll, free throw line jumper. I think Bryant has a little bit of that game to him. That'd be awesome because we've talked so much about how effective he is around the rim. I do think that he has a little touches lost. You know, he's never going to be a high volume, um, you know, shooter at any range. But I think he is capable in that area. This is a good offensive backup center. Like it's it's going to change things for them. Uh, I really wish we had could have seen a little bit of it last night. So I, I'm excited, man. And I don't know again if like do you run plays for him or is it just you've got a guy you can involve in simple actions now and it doesn't feel futile you know run run plays for him i always think when you say run plays it sounds like you know the x out play that they run for jeff green they have sometimes post entries for yoke i don't think it's going to be like that right, but it's right. just like yes there'll be spots where it's like hey the play calls for this pick and roll here sure and he's part of that so he's like one of the top options out of it um reggie jackson to me is the guy that i keep coming back to keep thinking about He's an interesting player to me because he has a great wingspan. I think he has a great, like, heart. Like, he plays with a lot of heart. He plays, like, tough, you know, all of those different things. But he also is, like, a bad decision maker. He, he's, <laughs> his dial is always turned up just a little bit too high. My question, Harrison, is is could that be – I don't want to say a good thing because I don't think it's ever a good thing. But it can, be, can it be less damaging to a team that needs someone to take over the lineup? Yeah, I think so. I think that could be a good thing. And, I mean, 
out of all the rumored buyout candidates at point guard, I feel like Reggie Jackson is just so clearly the, yes. the guy. I don't really see another one that I'm like, oh, yeah, he makes sense. I mean, you could talk yourself into Patrick Beverly, I think, but he's too risky bringing him into the locker room. If you're campaigning for Russell Westbrook, just just stop. That'd be a terrible choice. And I'm not going to happen. No, no way. It's not going to happen. Calvin Booth isn't that stupid. Do you hear us, Dev? Do you hear that, Dev? (laughs) Enough. Yeah. But Reggie Jackson is a veteran (laughs) who's been there before. He knows how to handle himself. And I I don't think you're going to get the peaks and valleys you know that you get with this Smith or like a Patrick Beverly type. See, I actually think that you, you would might, get with Reggie Jackson. I think you might get some of those peaks and valleys. Like he has he has bad games, man. Yeah, he does. But um, I don't think you need him to do a lot. Yeah, and we're not talking about. I mean, Reggie Jackson was often the starting point guard for the um, Clippers in in times when they needed somebody to step in due to injury. He was really good in the playoffs two years ago yep. and last year. Reggie Jackson's a, a player that, like, when he was in Detroit, like, they all hated him, and I was like, this guy's such a clown. I, I swear to God, as soon as he started wearing glasses, like, <laughs> he got good. Like, he could see. I, I swear to God. He could see. I swear to God. Yeah. He was yeah. really good. I was super impressed by him. He was a player that I never had any, like, I was actually kind of embarrassed he was from Colorado because he was, like, not good. And now I'm like, bro, <laughs> if we can get Reggie Jackson, that sounds incredible. Like, yeah. he is a good facilitator. He pushes the action. He can shoot from deep. He's not a guy that you want to rely on to be your number one point guard. And that's, like, what this really comes down to is that we, we're we in a spot where we just need veteran leadership. We need veteran composure. Uh, shout out, PJ. We need just somebody to come in and just, like, get – players especially young players like a christian brown in the right place at the right time you know can get the, get them the ball in a place where they can con- convert and finish um but they don't have to like be a ball dominant point guard which reggie jackson admittedly can be um but i mean like without question like that is the guy that i want the denver nuggets to get i patrick beverly to me is like super volatile everybody hates him and that can actually work in your favor just to be an irritant to the other team especially like the Suns fucking hate Reggie uh, or uh, Pat Bev they hate him which is kind of like I would love to get him for that reason like (laughs) like, they they, you know they'd be like you know what though he pushed Chris Paul in the back again and I would cheer for it this time I don't know if I could cheer for I just all I know is that he like really like vibed up that uh, Timberwolves team at the end of last year, they like won that like oh, the play ridiculous in, play yeah. in. See, and like, that's the thing is, I think like, he can be that to that caliber team and not to it's that Denver po- caliber. It's true. Team. I just mean yeah. like he can bring he can bring vibes, you know, like he can do that. And but I mean like if, for me, it's 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 Jackson or bust. Here's the thing that's interesting is well, first of all, Reggie Jackson plays 25 minutes a game this year. Last year played even more. Bones Highland played about 19 and a half. Reggie Jackson probably play if he were to come here would probably play about twenty. I don't think he at would the play. most. Yeah, uh, I think that's about what he would play because you're going to stagger Jamal with the second unit, so you would run a little bit of Reggie Jackson with the starting the starting unit. Plus, his num- his average will go up just because Murray's probably going to rest some games or whatever. But here's the thing that's weird. I almost am more curious to see him play with Yoke. Everybody plays well with Yoke, and as long as he's not like chucking shots, he's not supposed to. He is a quick first step guy. 
And he does have a really de deceptively long reach. And I, th I think, like, Yoke on some of those backdoor cuts, give-and-go pick-and-rolls might actually be really dynamic. I think I'm more high on him in that role than I am on him running the bench. So you would stick with the Jamal stagger for that reason? You get Jamal minutes with the bench and maybe some Reggie minutes with the starters? I would stick with it in part because I just think in a playoffs you need to have your best, one of your two best players on the court at all times. At all times. Yeah, I mean, there's something to that. I, look, Reggie Jackson has some offensive talent. Like, he always has. So... I mean, how many, the what, three guys ever have teamed up with Jokic and not looked better offensively? So, yeah. He kind of fits the mold, though, is the problem. I, one know, of those ones. I, I Look, man, Reggie Jackson to me is not, I mean, he has a little Will Barton to his game. And sure. that, I think he has a lot of talent. Like Will Barton, he can do so many things. Jack of all trades, I like, can do a bunch of different mm -hmm. stuff. But sometimes just turns the dial too far and, you're, and, you, and gets in stretches where you're like, hey, man, that's not it. I know, yeah. but the, that's the thing. That's kind of the appeal with the bench, though, is it's like, well, they could yeah, kind of yeah, use yeah. someone to they, try yeah, something they, and they a little juice. Something. And They've so can nothing. you can you find a best of both worlds with a little pop from your one and five there with that look, and then Brown, Bruce, or KCP or whatever, and Zeke if he gets healthy, is that a balance, you know, between the two all-out approaches we've seen so far? It's appealing for more than one reason. I yeah. It, it's also interesting just to think about the road he's been on. I mean, he was in Detroit for several years, yep. and he was at the Clippers for several years. Yeah. I do wonder, everybody's NBA experience, not everybody, a lot of people's is so different, man. Honestly, think about this. If you go into, like, the Spurs, and then you go from the Spurs to the Warriors, and then you go from the Warriors to this Nuggets team, your perspective will be different from someone that went to the Magic and then went oh, to, yeah. like, Detroit for a while. And, and like, sure. I think Reggie has been in some crummy situations. Yeah. You know, just in terms of, like, basketball culture. So I do think there's a chance that he could get to Denver and kind of be like, you know what? This is different. I feel the difference here and, and fits in in that capacity. Yeah. I'd love it, he, man. He grew up in Colorado, too. He was here from sixth grade through high school and then uh, went to college. Very what do you want, Palmer? Oh, very Millsapian. Ooh. Palmer in, in the Let's Springs, go. yeah. Yeah. All right. And also, like, when Reggie Jackson plays in Denver, I always notice that, like, he'll come out after the game, after the locker room, like, at, well after the game's over. And he's always got, like, 10, 15, 20 friends and family at the games here in Denver. Yeah. So I think there'd be mutual interest. I, to me, it looks like Denver needs a point guard. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it is one of these other guys. But to me, he, he seems to fit. And the biggest thing, you guys know this, the biggest thing between him and Pat Bev for me. Pep Bev's so little. I know he plays tough or whatever. Reggie's not huge, but he has a seven-foot wingspan. He has one of the longest yeah. wingspan relative to body sizes in all the NBA. Mm -hmm. And I really do think there's something meaningful about that that I would just kind of be interesting to see. For sure. And then lastly, Reggie does have not beef, but like he has played, you know, with the Clippers. He's played with some of the high-profile players that Denver's played against. And I just would kind of like, just like you're kind of like, oh, Bones wants to go at Denver. I kind of yeah, like Reggie yeah, yeah, go yeah. back at them, you know? Right. A little Clippers. Can you, can you imagine, by Clippers the way? rivalry take, guys, it's heating up. Can you imagine <laughs> if, like, a, a playoff game came down to Bones versus Reggie, like, in a third uh, quarter? Uh -huh. Just don't even say something sick. like that. You sick. That's funny, man. Uh, we can talk about this a little bit. That'd Bones the crazy. villain. You wanted to talk about it here, Eric. Ooh, what do you Bones got? the villain. Bones has... Um, he recorded a live in which he mentioned the Nuggets shipping him back on a commercial air flight or a commercial flight. And then he said, oh, look, the Clippers, they love you. This is what they how they treat you. Which, first of all, fair. 
I don't think the Nuggets loved him at the end. <laughs> I think that's part of why they put him commercial. <laughs> it was a punishment. So, <laughs> Look, man, Bones is an expert, we know this, at playing to his fan base. Yeah. An absolute expert. That's why we fell in love with him, or part of the reason why we fell in love with him. And now the Clippers fan base is going to fall in love with him. No question he, about he it. He knows what he's doing, man. I mean, you think he's playing a, the part. There's a little bit of the, like, when you get with someone new... You kind of put down the old for one a little sure, bit. For sure, man. Little, I, he's endearing himself to Clippers fans by sure. contrasting. I am looking forward to the first time he tries to high-five the crowd and there's no one there. It's <laughs> <laughs> messed up. Punching down on the Clippers here, huh? Why not? Why the F not? What else, Eric? You've, you've been on, I haven't been online tracking bones, actually. Well, so as more and more details from the what actually went down come out, like it just, I'm like... Oh man, like Bones is going to be a villain. Like that's it's it's like one thing to have a player that you like, a Monte, a Will Barton, go to another team, but like Bones is going to end up being a villain, which sucks. Like it's a it's the thin line between love and hate. It's like I just feel like the, Bones is literally like he said something like that he's going to make us pay, make them pay for. Oh yeah, you're like, you're like, where did he say this? He tweeted. He tweeted it. I mean, it's just, just you're like, man. Why it doesn't have to be like this, man. Like I, don't, I, I hate, I hate this. The, but like, it somebody, is like this, though. It is it's, like this. It, it's gonna be like it, it, do, it like, do. It do be like that sometimes. And, and, and right now, it do be like that. It be like that. The thing right I'm now. wondering though, Eric, is all right. Let's say when do the Nuggets play the Clippers next? Because when that game happens, we oh, I actually play them coming up February 26 in Denver. By the way, Bones is coming back by the end of the month. I hope he does the that same thing. That game is like, on ESPN. I hope he does the same thing, <laughs> but like. To receive booze from the crowd, well, first oh, like, go, man, full, go full, go full heel turn. He's going to get a lot of booze for sure. We're actually not even sure if he'll play. I mean, like we'll see if he's in the rotation tomorrow night. But my point is, we've seen Yoke have these games against the. We've seen the Nuggets in general have games against former foes and just not be up for it to the same degree. I mean, Nurkic is the loudest yep. example of this. But we've even seen Malik Beasley like giving Denver the business. Yep. Everyone, everyone seems to not care. Will the Nuggets care? On March, on February 26th, when Bones Highland returns to Ball Arena. Yeah. I think they'll care because of, of, of the Clippers. And I actually think that um, – I do think that Jokic and Murray will care. Bones talks, too. Like, not just now that he's a villain. Like, in practice and yeah. in three-point competitions. And, and we know how competitive Jamal is. You know, I promise you there have been moments where those two have been jawing in practice. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. There might – like, I just think that they know that Bones is going to get up for that one. I could see Jamal especially with a little bit of a, hey, man, here's how it always was, you know. Yeah, I agree. That game, I can't believe it's coming up so quick, man. I just, I honestly had not looked at it, but there it is, February 26th. You come back from the All-Star break, you go on the road for two games, and then you're, and that's a Sunday game, by the way, so hopefully a great atmosphere there at Ball Arena. 8 o'clock tip, ESPN Ooh, game. ESPN. Right, let's take a break on the other side. Super Chats and Around the Association to round out your weekend. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every single day. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code DNVR. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA. Get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
Also, shout out Backus and Shanker. When you get hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help. They win for Colorado families. They've been doing so for more than 25 years. And with Backus and Shanker, they are free until they win your case. No fees while they're working on your case. No fees unless they win your case. They've won over $1 billion for their clients. Neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. Backus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks, whatever you need, they can help you if you're injured at work as well. Call them with the easiest phone number ever, 222-2222. to find out if you have a case for free. Backus and Shanker wins. Also, Pins and Aces. Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of DNVR. If you wear Pins and Aces gear, you're going to get tons of compliments on it on and off the course. They are family-owned and based right here in Colorado. They've got awesome polos, hats, golf bags. They've even got the beer sleeve. It helps you keep seven beers cold inside of your golf bag for an entire round. Check out PinsandAces.com. Use the code DNVR to get 15% off your first order and get free shipping. PinsandAces.com. Use the code DNVR. Get 15% off your first order and get free shipping. Let's go around the association here quickly, fellas. Um, the first game I have on here is Lakers-Warriors. No Steph Curry, no LeBron James. Sick. Nationally televised game on ABC. So like, the Lakish the, versus the Warriors. Like, uh, welcome to the NBA. And this was the debut for D'Angelo Russell, who has 10 points on 4 of 10 shooting to go with 5 Ooh. assists. And also Jared Vanderbilt, who, according to my timeline... Uh, very loved right now by Lakers fans. Of like, course, oh Vanderbilt's the guy that is like just good enough that people like us know him, and you know, be here. But Lakers fans who only they don't pay attention that deep, they're kind of like, man, this guy's good. Oh, Vanderbilt, 8.7 rebounds, four assists. Those first two weeks, you're like, in this 13 guy minutes, every minus two though. <laughs> Malik Beasley, 0 of five from three in his debut. Oh man, um, I'm sure that'll pick up. Trade Malik him. Beasley is so happy he's on the Lakers, man. That, that was, by that, the way, that's, that's all he ever, that's all he ever wanted to play on the Lakers. It's actually gonna be. We used to joke about that three years ago. Uh, The 76ers beat the Nets in a comeback win. Joel Embiid had 37 points and 13 rebounds. But the story was... The Nets, man, this Nets team is really good. Mm-hmm. They got a bunch of really they. Somebody I saw on the timeline compared them to the 2013 Denver Nuggets. I think that's a perfect one where you trade away Mello and yeah. you get back a bunch of good players. You know, yeah. it's not a championship yeah. team. And the number one thing is, you know, that in the clutch they're going to struggle. Well, what happens in this game? They were up the whole game and they blow it in the fourth. They get outscored 25 to 16. Couldn't score in the clutch because they don't have a go-to score guy. And I know. Uh, and they should go down to KD. <laughs> what James Harden? Um, but on the, the Nets are just NBA Twitter's favorite team, though. Like Dinwiddie, Finney Smith, Cam Johnson, uh, Mikael Bridges, can't man, wait. just a bunch of uh, three and D switchable guys. This is my kind of team. Mikael Bridges, Claxton. Here's the story, though. Ben Simmons, 16 minutes. Cam, off the bench, Cam, man. Cam Thomas, 18 minutes. Cam Thomas coming off of three straight 40 point games. They trade they away Kevin trades. Durant and. Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons can't even get a start? Bro, the report's coming out about Ben Simmons, man. That guy... I think it's over, man. I think it's over, too. I think it's done. The reports are insane about him. Um, The Heat beat the Magic, Denver's next opponent. They got a road win down the road uh, over the Orlando Magic. Tough place to win, that Orlando. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's just wanting to go to Disney World. Thorny (laughs) Magic. Bam Adebayo, 13, 17, and 6. Really nice game for him. Miami game should be interesting on Monday. <coughs> Excuse me. 
And then we got uh, the Wizards beating the Pacers to Halliburton back, but they still can't right the ship, man. Uh, the Pacers have been, they're like the Utah Jazz of the East. Remember yeah. how excited we were for the Wilder? True, dude. It's a great same, same energy over there. Um, Monte Morse had 17 points. A little Attaboy. very balanced scoring uh, effort Ooh, there. Monte. I see over there. Denny Avdia. Mr. Um, Big Monte. 16, 6, and 3. My guy, just going to shout it out. And then the Hawks beat the Spurs 125 106. Spurs might not win again the rest of the year, you guys. They. They're yeah, mad they won any game at all. Did you see that double overtime game against Detroit? Yes. Zach Collins, <laughs> nine and five. Hey man, oh, Zach Collins. Hey. Is the deadline over? <laughs> uh the Knicks beat the Jazz at Madison Square Garden. Jalen Brunson had thirty eight points. Are you, are you guys pro Jalen Brunson? Yes. Yeah, I like Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I like him. And now I'm he's got fan. his buddy Josh Hart. Um, Do you see how happy Josh Hart is to be a Nick? Dude, I think it's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I actually think it's cool that those guys are reunited. By the way, Hart in his debut. 11.7 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals, and 2 of 3 from the 3 point line. That's the ultimate Josh Hart. All right, all right, hold on a second. Hold on a second. We got to clear out. I got to clear out here for a second. Hart had the worst shooting year of his life in Portland. Gary Payton wanted out. Yeah. I'm not trying to rag on Dame Lillard because I actually really like Damian Lillard. But it's weird to me that so many guys seem to want out of Portland. You would think that'd be a place where everybody would love playing. The literal whitest city in America? Well, I mean, I'm not saying this part of the Portland part of this. I'm just saying Dame seems to me like a great Denver's leader. Next everybody up. speaks very highly of him. Yeah, everybody seems to want out. And it's there's a little bit of the anti-Jokic thing going on with Dame where everybody goes there to have their worst years. Everybody comes to Denver has like career years. Everybody goes there. Yeah. It's just like, always you, raining. Is this too hot? Do you think it's the crushing out downtown? I'm just like, oh, I know how this season's ending. I'm Maybe. not in a I title. Jeremy Grant left the Nuggets to go to the Pistons. Jeremy Grant is definitely now, leaving Portland this summer. Man, right? he's he's going to do them just like he did Denver. Dude, Have you seen these reports? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to offer him the extension after the season, and he's going to sign it. Hold your horses on that. Like, man. Hold your horses. Uh, and then last week, we have the Cavs beat the Bulls. This one's not a surprise. This is actually the games. The slate kind of sucked tonight, man. None of these games are well, interesting. Well, uh, we did forget to do DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game. We didn't do the king of the game? We have not done the king Who of the game. I, let me guess. Let me guess. Oh! oh big Another 15. enormous crown. Look that at that. 30.16 rebounds, 10 assists, triple-double, number 20. By the way, new career high, 20th triple-double. Just so you guys wow. know, I was going to guess Jokic. You were going to guess Jokic? <laughs> <laughs> how many is he going to end up with, Eric? Uh, let's see. How He's many? at 20. 20 kings of the game? No, triple-double. Oh, triple-double. <laughs> we no, we're not counting those. How many games are left? We did used to count those. 20. We did five? used to count Game balls. 25 games left. Uh, 25 games left. He will average a triple-double, meaning he will get a triple-double every game for the rest of the year. That's not how averaging works. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, for, for Jokic, for Jokic, it actually means that. Like, because they'll just be 10 the rest of the way? It, I, he has it's seven the, to It's spare. the damnedest thing. As soon as he actually got over that level, like, he's had a triple-double every game since. He so will I'd, wind up with... He didn't have one last game, but... 35 triple-doubles. 35. Oh, well, 25, so he's at 20 now, 15 out of the last 25. That's conservative, I feel like. I'll bet you he rests five games down the stretch. Is my oh, that's true. So he's got he 11 in his last 14 games. Say? How many games are left again? Play in the chat, too. I'm curious. He has uh, 25 games left. He has 20 so far. I say he gets 10 more. 10 more. So you think 30? 30. 30. I'll go 13 more. He's got 11 in his last 14 games. I'm going to go 13. Oh, man, you know what? You're right. I'm going to go 13 more. 
I think there's will be some clunky Every game, game he plays, he's going to get one. I mean, it does feel like that at the moment. Um, all right, let's get Super Chats. Last segment here. Freddie, not going to lie, I was kind of worried in the beginning. Joker to- took over, then MPJ redeemed himself. Great win. We needed that. It Dude, was MPJ, almost terrible. MPJ came out so, like, just carrying Blech. out that energy yeah. from last game. And then it was like something he's like, all right, I got to grow up. I got to be a goddamn professional. And then he, like, locked in. He, was, he looked great in the second half. Saw that first shot fall and locked in. Blair chiming in to say I was at the arena tonight and there were so many Nuggets fans. You know, we heard the same thing about Orlando. Nuggets fans traveling. It Hell felt yeah, like dude. a home game, says Blair. Gaining respect. Let's go, go dude. LFG. Let's go, Blair. Hey, by the way, we didn't mention this, but David Thompson in the stands. I mean, I always love... I, I really love David Thompson. He had a sick jacket on. Too. He had a David really Thompson sick jacket. He's yeah. like... Uh, I mean, I think I would still probably look at Alex English as like the quintessential nugget, but like David Thomas is like the coolest. A hundred percent. Like he's got this mystique. He, yes, about he's him. got a mystique. You just about see him. him pop up like once a season. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I do in think Charlotte. This is no, you know, knock on Alex English. I do think David Thompson was the better, like peak. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he, he was the greater player, he just but played it, it in, burned. He, he burned out. Yeah. You know? And he also played in other places more than Denver, right? Like. Well, I don't know what the breakdown of his career was. But I think he had it was like, mostly Denver. Uh, I don't mean like um, mo- he played in other places more than Alex English did. Did he? I, think- I don't. I actually don't know that. Uh, he played in Seattle the last two years of his career, but the rest of it was in Denver. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, it was just was a tragic downfall or whatever. But I mean, he is. When I talk to the old timers, man, I'm uh, about the Nuggets. They all talk about David Thompson. Like, oh no, I loved Alex. I love Fat yeah. Lever. You know, I love Calvin. Like, they love those guys and they love that team. But they'll always tell you the like, you know, I saw David Thompson like, you know, this or that, and it's always a big deal to them. Dude, so, we have we have one Nuggets jersey hanging in our bar, and it is a David Thompson jersey right over the bar itself. It's like it's the coolest thing about us. I love <laughs> I love that he always goes to that game, man. Yeah. Tyler Peters yeah. chiming in five bucks because I still feel drunk from that MP jam. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! That was that. <laughs> It's actually pretty sick. Dude, Delicious. Michael Porter's high school dunks, like when you watch his high school, he was so freaking yeah, just, athletic, Just man. so people yeah. understand, if there weren't three back surgeries, that's what it would look like he would all, look, all the time. Who would he be athletically, man? Like, I, I'm trying to think. I, mean, I remember Kevin when Durant. I was talking to the Nuggets front office. They, well, no, 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 no. Kevin Durant is longer, but I, well, I remember a front office person telling me, like, MPJ is significantly more athletic than Kevin Durant. His senior year of high school, he was unbelievable, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, he used to get up. He has a foul line dunk when he was a freshman in high school in a game like Blacko. I mean, I think we even saw it before the third surgery. Five, 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 five ish. Let's go. Another win down. Only 11 more wins till 50 wins in the Nuggets 2.0 led West. Let's go. It does feel good to be back on track. I love those chats. It does. You know, is it we had night. one bad game, Ryan Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> it's someone else made we're a like, trade. It was the Orlando back. Magic. Again, no, listen, I was the, the, I was the lowest about, of anyone obviously. in the United States well, Eric, of America. How about a little more perspective, Ryan Kelly? There are only two teams in the West that have a winning road record, and the Nuggets are one game below 500. With a heavy road start to the season, this is a non-factor. I like it. I tend to agree. Yes, I would say I'm more encouraged by how good they are at home than how how much they struggle on the road by a lot. Francis, Vlaco looks more aggressive when playing with Jokic. While with the bench, he passes up looks he would take and is always looking to make the perfect play instead of shooting shots he'd take with Jokic. I think that might be true, but I think most of it is when you play with Jokic, it's easy to, easier to be in rhythm. Mm-hmm. Also, you just Vlaco has just also looked yeah. really aggressive this year, especially with his shot. 
Yeah. Like, he shoots it more than he did in years past. I, I have a prediction. Also, nobody knows what to do on that goddamn bench. I know. Nobody's so in charge. Yeah. Coming out of the All-Star break, if they do pick up a point guard, they just need to, like, throw out the book. This is a new group. Like, let's forget everything. I will say this. I think Vlatko has a great chance of being ahead of Zeke and Jeff coming coming out. This, all the dust this is the injury Zeke has every year oh, that just so takes sad. him out of the rotation. So sad. But good it's for Vlatko. Happens every good year. Good for Vlatko. He's earning it. Kim Moss. Love you guys. Thanks for increasing my Nuggets IQ and letting me hang with you. Yeah. Thank you. Love for you too, with us for hanging. Kim dude. was posted up with us all, all night. Fly yeah. jacket. Coralie. That's a sick name. A DAJ dunking masterclass was not written into my planner over breakfast this morning. <laughs> he did have some nice dunks tonight. You know he what? Did, man. The vets played what? Even Jeff Green. Yeah, yeah the vets pulled yeah. together. Wait a minute. You do a day planning on a Saturday? Like, <laughs> you enjoy your weekend. Man. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, Put the day breakfast? away, dude. Jesus. <laughs> it's Saturday. Uh, Chilla Ramirez, if they want Reggie so bad, why didn't they include him in the trade? This is the best show. Hope the cease and desist goes in your favor with the other people. Yeah. yeah. And no, if they get Reggie Jackson, you can just think about it as the Nuggets traded Bones Highland, Dave Von Reed, and one second round pick for Thomas Bryant and Reggie Jackson. There, well, and by the way, the reason you couldn't is because he made too much money. Like, trades have to, yeah. yeah. You know, there's rules to trades. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, and. There's more coming with that other thing too. Just oh, the other we're just thing. not talking about it. But that 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 shit's not over. <laughs> um, by the way, what did it take for the bench to play well? Maybe it was going up against uh, Bryce McGowan's <laughs> JT, JT Thor, Nick Richards. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I'm just could have been. I'm just saying that's a. Could have been. If I told you, name the four players off the bench tonight for the, for the Charlotte. No, I wouldn't even. Especially because I'm live you, on, the, on the air. I would have said, the, like, Miles Bridges? <laughs> if you asked me to name the st- the five Jeez. starters for the Hornets, I have a Actually, let's play it. Let's play okay, it. Let let me think. Play for? Hold on. How many players that played tonight for the Charlotte Hornets can D-Line name? <laughs> okay, let's start. Clip uh, this, Kale. I like uh, the mellow ball, right? He got he one. Played. Yeah, he Ding. played. He started, actually. Oh, yeah. man, I can't wait to see. I think he's going to get three. Okay, uh, then Gordon Hayward. Got it. That is correct. He was in one the more you're going to get here. Let's not count our chickens before they pour the hash <laughs> on that one. Uh, let's see. Did Mason Plumlee no, play? No, <laughs> okay, he got he traded. Play. Okay. Uh, yeah. Reggie Jackson. I'm out, guys. I literally <laughs> don't You know right. Terry Rozier? Oh, scary Terry. Scary Terry. Terry. And then I, you might have remembered Dennis Smith Jr. played Dennis tonight. Smith Jr. If I thought about it hard enough. He played 27 <laughs> minutes tonight, yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. All right, what else we got? <laughs> I, do, I was like, God, that's Dennis Smith Jr.? There's My a God. lot of, like, every time you play a team like that, you're like, oh, whoa, what? Like, that guy's still in the league? Like, I know. I mean, to be fair, this Charlotte Hornets team, man, like, Yo, it's, they are it's the worst a, team in the East. Not the NBA. Who's worse than them? The Spurs. I think they might be the worst in the NBA. They're, they're, if they're not the worst, they sure look like the Houston it. Rockets. They have the two Rockets more lost, like, wins than the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets lost, like, 18 in a row hey, there for a stretch. LaMelo Ball is really fun to watch because he does cool stuff with the ball. But he is a top percentile horseshit shot taker. <laughs> oh god, he is. Yeah, he's just the Hornets don't play real basketball. No, and Lamelo Ball is an unserious player. Dude, he'll play this stage in his up. career. Every dude, every time that he laces him up, he's like envisioning Lonzo and uh, ahead, the third one. Who's who's the other ball, bro? Liangelo. Liangelo, bro. He's just, like he's just Jello imagining. Ball. Yeah, 
He's imagining Zoe and Jello in front of him. Zoe, Jello, <laughs> just hucking up shots. It is a weird place for Wemby to go. I feel like of all the locations, oh, that'd be bad for him. And the NBA would be bad. Everything bad for the NBA. The NBA as a champion of small markets, I'm not gonna go. The NBA, if they know what they're doing, needs to angle him to San Antonio. I'm not gonna. If they know what's good for him, I have heard. Uh, front office exec. I'm not going to say for which team. Front Denver. <laughs> is it the Nuggets? Is it nuggets? <laughs> That's my first guess is Denver. Say, I hope. He, I hope he goes to the Knicks. Why? So much money for everybody. <laughs> so good for the yeah, actually, if the NBA really knew what they were doing, he would go to the Knicks or the Lakers. Uh, they <laughs> they can't just go to the Lakers. They, they would just find a way to get him to the Lakers. Um, all right, that does it for today's show. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Saturday. I would call this a fairly unremarkable win. The last one, a fairly unremarkable loss. But yeah. hey, that's the life when you're on the road and the dog, dog days. days. That's the life. Days, the, dog the dog days. The dog days. Can you believe days. it? We've already hit the dog days of the NBA. The, the also known as the midpoint of the goddamn season. <laughs> <laughs> Eric actually hates the I NBA. hate it. Like, I, like, my hatred for the NBA is growing so strongly this season. Like, it's different this when you are in a position where sure. you're, like, fighting and clawing for every minute, for every win, every speck of respect. You're like, we can do this, guys. We can do this. And then when you're in the, the driver's seat, you're like, oh, eh, just rest them. It's good shit. <laughs> no, it's just regular season. I'm like, what is this? It's so unreal. True. Well, what a good note to end. <laughs> yeah, have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs> Let's, Let's <see> go. <laughs>